Uh, I might need to leave for one to two minutes at one point to cook dinner. Just oh microwave my lord! I do just a microwave sausage. You go into it, microwave a sausage. Yeah, hot dogs. Really? It will literally actually take that long. Oh, disgusting! I know. Oh, right. Should we do a podcast then? We. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Frook Unwrap, the Food Review UK podcast. My name is Stuart and I am here tonight with, well, first of all, I think we should, we'll get it out of the way straight, straight away tonight. Uh, Nathan Peterson is once again uh, not with us. Um, he's asked me not to give too many details away, but uh, with the continued absence of Nathan Peterson due to a, a personal and life-changing elective surgery, I'm joined by the man who gives you 100% of your RDA of irritation, comedy-free but same bad taste, no longer available in sharing packs once he was found to be dangerous in anything other than a small portion, which, according to his wife, is not a problem. It's Michael Jameson. Hello. Hello, Michael. That was a... A very good intro, thank you. Yeah, I poured over that intro for a long time this morning, trying to get the right balance between um, insulting you yeah. um, as much as possible and making you cry. That, uh, almost achieved on the crying front. Good, good. Um, yeah. How are you, Decent. Michael? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, very well. We're recording, for listeners, we're recording at a, a different time to, we, to our usual recording time. It is, it's much earlier. That means I will not be drinking beer tonight. I, oh, I will be I will be stone cold sober throughout the entire length of the podcast tonight, which is um, wow, yeah, interesting, isn't it? I should have maybe got a, like a glass of water or something. I didn't think that far ahead. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure, I cope. Uh, oh, yeah, I just thought I haven't offered my guest a drink. Oh, he's, he's got. I'm one. good. He's Spoiler a bottle. Spoiler Decent. there. Ruined it then, haven't you? Just by what? Can't... There's a there's a man here. Well, yeah. Giving him an opportunity to speak before before I've had an opportunity to properly introduce him. Not my fault. But unprofessional. So, well, you've already heard his voice. Michael's already spoiled it. The youngest guest to ever appear on Frock and Wrapped, if I'm not mistaken. He doesn't like crumpets. He thinks peanut butter Kit Kat chunk is overrated. I'm definitely turning into an old man, but the world is doomed if this is an example of the next generation. It's millennial scum Sam Patrick. Hello, Sam. Hi, hi. Uh, yeah, that's me, the scummiest. <laughs> Millennials are bad. I'm the worst in a lot. How you doing, man? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I'm glad to be speaking to you tonight because over the last week we have had several fallings out. Yeah, on social yeah. Media. You've been yeah. the most to... controversial member of uh, of the Frook team by some way. Yeah, it has been honestly, I've been checking behind doors. Because you've scared me with your threats this week. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think there were pictures of knives yeah. going around at one point. <laughs> there was, yeah. I did threaten. I did threaten a kind of a prison style stabbing at one point. But it was a, it was a comedy threat, you know. If you yeah. can't threaten your friends with death, who can you threaten with death? So, exactly. That's a good point. Exactly. That's a fair point. Um. Well, for those who might not know who Sam is, if you check out, he's appeared in a few of the Food Review UK videos. He did the Dry Burger Challenge, put, right. up, a, put up a fairly decent time on that. Yeah, You've been that no a... one else has challenged him. Yeah, I mean, since, yeah. I keep, do you know what? Every, I keep driving past McDonald's and thinking, 
Shall I just go in and grab a dry burger and then... Do it. It's, it's never, ever going to be what you fancy. No. Well, I, that's the thing, right? I, I, I've i watched you do it. I've watched MJ do it. And I just think it's easy, surely. It's not. I mean, it won't be nice, but it can't be hard. I mean, I've set a reasonable standard by, like, fuck standards. But you can't do that sort of challenge about Googling it. And people are doing it in, like, 10, 12 seconds. Yeah. So, I mean... I can so see by how standards, yeah, I'm I'm happy with my time. <laughs> I can I can see I can see 15 seconds being easy. I'm gonna have to do it, aren't I, at some point? You're gonna have to, mate. Yeah, to. show us how it's done. Yeah, we are the amateurs in yeah. your eyes. <laughs> so Sam, how did you um how did you first get involved with Food Review UK? Uh, so yeah, um, worked with MJ for a while. You can't know MJ for long without hearing about Frock. Correct. I think yes. Yeah, so I think even before meeting MJ. Someone was like, that's, that's, that's Michael Jameson. He runs a food review channel on YouTube. He'll, t- he'll talk about it for definite. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then he came over and was like, nice to meet you. I'm MJ. Have you seen the channel? YouTube. 10,000 subscribers. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, he's, he was the office celebrity, but it was, it was cool. And then uh, we actually sort of, what was it? I think we sort of um, socialised was... over movies. Yeah. Than anything initially. When new people join, I ask them a list of questions to break down the awkward barriers of non-knowing each other. And Sam, I, th- I think I realised you were a legend when you said that you liked Yu-Gi-Oh. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've got a nerd in the house. Now we're talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's one of yeah. several nerdy things that you know about me. That was it. And I was like, oh, okay, he's a ledge. Yeah, he's good in my Yeah, book. it was like films, yes. Online gaming, <laughs> yes. Retro, yes. And then it was just talking about food every day for the nine months i was there yeah yeah and then did you leave because of mj mostly yeah. I, yeah mostly it was just it got to the point where i just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was some inappropriate touching oh yeah. oh i think we probably better move on then as we always do with a new guest sam we like to ask you our random questions to just get get to know you in a quick far way so i've got ten, 10 questions here i'm not going to ask you all 10 i'm going to ask you three so I need you to choose for me three numbers between one and ten. You can pick all three numbers at once, or you can give me them one at a time. It's up to you. Uh, we'll go for two first. Okay. Oh, it's an absolute classic. I don't like I don't like reading this one out. Uh, it's F, marry or kill, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Which would you make sweet love to? Which would you marry? Which would you kill? I'd, I'd, I'd kill breakfast because I'm not hungry in the mornings. Now, I will admit that breakfast... Breakfast food is some of the best foods, but these days you can get breakfast food anywhere at any time of day. So specifically as breakfast, yeah, I'll get rid of that. Good point. Yeah, I'd marry lunch because I think it keeps me going throughout the day. It sustains you, just like marriage, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> apparently. I've heard rumours. That's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and then and are we allowed to swear? You can swear, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd fuck this shit out of dinner. It's, <laughs> yeah, it is just the best. Like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it because it varies and it's just anything you want it to be. Dinner is anything to look forward to. You spend all day looking forward to it. Like a beautiful woman, it's what you want to go home to. Awesome. Awesome. Good choice. Give me another number, then, Sam. Uh, three. Uh, what's the sexiest fruit or vegetable? Oh, I want to go for a peach. Oh. It's got that association. It's got the slight indent that's suggestive. 
I wish the listeners could see your face, Sam, because you, there's just a, a glint appeared in your eye when you were when you were imagining yeah. that. a peach, not a <laughs> not a grapefruit. We've got a, we've had a lot of suggestions of a grapefruit, haven't we? It's always there, isn't it? Yeah. Why a grapefruit? Because there's this YouTube video of this woman who uh, is strange. Uh, go on, final final number, then, Sam. I'm gonna have to do some YouTube searching. Yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, we'll go for seven. Okay, oh, my favourite. Poo-flavoured chocolate or chocolate-flavoured poo? Which would you rather eat? Chocolate-flavoured poo. That's probably a novel as it is. That you could probably buy that somewhere. Chocolate-flavoured poo. You want to yeah. eat actual faeces. Oh, wait, so it's not just shaped like poo, it's actual... It's actual poo, but it tastes of chocolate. So someone that's only eaten chocolate for like the last I mean, six I'd... weeks. There's no scientific basis behind this, Sam. It's poo. Oh, see, that's maybe, a hard maybe, one. I don't know, maybe a wizard. Maybe a wizard has cast a spell... And has made the poo taste of chocolate, whereas the chocolate that tastes of poo that could be, for example, an artificial flavouring that's been put in in the chocolatier's laboratory. Yeah, I'll go for that then. Poo flavoured chocolate. Yeah, correct. The only acceptable answer. You... Yeah, I was so wrong. Yeah, I was so wrong. Yeah, I well, just assumed to be more about just chocolate shaped into poo, but that. No... I mean, I'd eat. I'd eat, I'd eat chocolate shaped like poo every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Without That's a problem. Perfectly reasonable. Yeah. We shouldn't really have chocolate every day. <laughs> I'm, a t- I'm a type one diabetic. I definitely should have chocolate every day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that about you. That's that could have yeah. come up with one of the questions. Is I suppose it's not really a food allergy, is it? It's a a serious and life threatening illness. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, now that we've got that bit out of the way, um, I suppose we should tell people what we're well you've already seen it in the thumbnail and the description and everything haven't you but we are going to be talking tonight this evening this afternoon on this podcast about childhood favorites and i think the best way to get us going is with a lovely bracing round of quivia Quivia tonight, um, leave just a little gap. Need to get into the habit of leaving little gaps so it's easy for the editing. Not so I can put it in, just so I can see things. So you can visually see that so there's I a gap. So I can visually see that there's a gap, yeah. yeah. Rather than this waffling on about admin. Right, <laughs> tonight's Quivia, based on childhood favourites. What I've done is... Th- this This episode of the podcast is rather unusual in that we have got three three people on the podcast who were all born in different decades i was born in the 1970s michael jameson was born in the 1980s and sam was born in the 1990s i have got 10 products here what you've got to do is tell me when they were first (gasps) released were they first released in the decade of my birth in the decade of mj's birth or the decade of Sam's birth, okay? Wow, right. this is amazing. I, mean, I will point out, first of all, that I am at an obvious disadvantage. <laughs> that I've only lived through one third of the possibilities. You've seen them all. <laughs> if you hadn't have been 
such a pain in the backside over the last week, you would have found <laughs> that Quivia would not have been so unpleasant and targeted towards you today, Sam. So you reap what you sow, mate. Yeah, the thing is, if you if you start slagging off Kit Kat Chunky with peanut butter, I didn't, I didn't slag it off. I uh, just did. I, I just expressed it was that dreadful. it was inferior to ninety percent of the rest of the chocolate in most shops offering. So incorrect, it's unbearable. And it's <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we didn't even get around to discussing the four finger Kit Kat versus Chunky because uh, we're gonna have to do this as a poll because I'm sure I'm right. What the, the Chunky's fin- better? Four finger versus Kit Kat Chunky. Chunky's better, obviously. No, 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 four finger. Oh, such a dead opinion. <laughs> Okay. Not this is going up as a poll. Yeah, this is going. We'll do a poll of this. Brilliant. Right, sure. I mean, should we do a poll later on? Because we're kind of playing Quivia now. When we're on a tight ship, because you need to leave, Michael Jameson. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, here we Sam's go. Coming, Sam's coming with me, though. To be fair, is, is Sam going as well? Yeah. yeah. Tagging it up. I think we're smashing it. Brilliant. Right, are you ready then? Product I love the sound no- of this. Product number one. Is it from Sam, from Stuart, or from MJ? Okay. The Time Out Bar. MJ, which decade do you think that that was first released? Um, uh, I think that might be quite an old one, actually. I'm going to say Stuart. You're going to say Stuart. MJ is saying Stuart. Sam, what are you saying for the Time Out Bar? I think it was discontinued in 2014, and they changed it to the Time Out Wafer. Uh Oh, that's some good knowledge. And the the wafer's probably one of my favourite chocolates. I've been dropping an additional Uh, knowledge. Yeah, I'm going to go for MJ. Very good. I'll give you the answers at the end, boys. Uh, Number two, the Kinder Egg. Sam, where would you like to go for the Kinder Egg? Oh, yeah, that's my generation, I think. Sometime in the 90s. Maybe before me. MJ? It's older than I remember, so I'm going to say MJ. Okay, number three, the Happy Meal. Uh, MJ. Oh, that's surely got to be Stuart. Sam? MJ. Number four is the Push Pop. The Push Pop. Sam, which decade are you going for? See, I remember them always when I was a kid, Push Pop. So, yeah, I'm going to say mine. So, you are saying Sam? MJ, yeah. what are you saying? I, uh, it was, I believe it was heavily advertised when I was its target demographic. demographic. So that's, I would also say Sam. Okay. Number five is Fruk. What was that? When was that? 87. Oh, okay. End of the 80s then. Fruk favourite, the Fuse Bar. Oh. Uh, who are we up to? It's MJ. Go first. Uh, Sam. Sam? Yeah, 100%. No, I was asking Sam for his answer. I wasn't quite (laughs) finding your answer. (laughs) When the fuse bar was being discussed in Frack, I sort of avoided it because I don't remember it. So, yeah, I'm going to say mine. Yeah. That's the first one I've been certain on because I can actually tell you for an additional point. I can tell you it was discontinued in 1998. Oh, no, is that a lie? Yeah, it is a lie. Yeah, debuted in 98. Karen. Okay. Uh, number six, hula hoops. Uh, Sam, what are you going for? Oh, uh, I'll go on MJ. Uh, hang on, I'm writing things in the wrong col- columns here. MJ, what are you going for? Um, interestingly, I haven't had a bag of hula hoops for months and months until today. Ooh. Um, 
Synergy. Oh. Yeah. Loop. Vibes. <laughs> That's really hard. Hula hoops. Were they 70s or 80s? They're certainly not 90s. Uh, I'm going to say MJ. Okay. Number seven, MJ. Tab clear. Oh, God. Um, MJ. And Sam, what are you going for for tab clear? don't know what that is. It was discontinued before you were born. It was essentially kind of clear Diet Coke. The Coca-Cola company's answer to Crystal Pepsi. Um, like a, a clear cola product. I'll go for, I'll go for MJ then. Oh, okay. Like kind of thing. Number eight, Monster Munch, Sam. What are you going for? Oh, Monster Munch. Yeah, MJ... And MJ, what are you going for? Yeah, I think MJ as well. Number nine, uh, MJ, Nesquik cereal. Oh. A real um, childhood favourite. That's got to be Sam. What do you think, Sam? No, I think Nesquik's older than that. How old is it, Sam? But is it older than MJ? Well, it's it probably it's probably older than MJ, but I'd say early 80s. So I'm gonna, it's still, I would still say MJ's generation, but before MJ. And finally, finally, so, uh, the final one, Sam, you're going first with this. It's the Cadbury Whisper Bar. So who's going with this? Sam is. Ooh. Oh. Alt- alternating, Michael. It's a Such fair a system. boring chocolate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mine. And you're M- saying Sam? And MJ, no, what are you Stuart, going for? Stuart, Stuart. Is it really? I don't know. I think it's pretty old. Right, are you ready? Let's go, go through the answers. Number one, the timeout bar. MJ said the 70s, Stuart. Sam mm. said MJ. It was actually released in 1992. Oh my God, that's mental. I was wow. smashing them down around that age. So I was awful scores. Awful. I was eating them brand new. Oh yeah, oh, we are talking about terrible scores here, yeah. Number are two, we? yeah, yeah, you've, you've both embarrassed yourselves massively. Number two, the Kinder Egg. Uh, MJ said MJ. Uh, Sam said Sam, you pair of egotistical. Uh, it was actually 1972. It's the, it was the oldest product on the list. No. 72, the Kinder Egg. That's mental. Number three, the Happy Meal. MJ said Stuart. Sam said MJ. It was 1979. Oh, MJ has one on the box. One on the box. That's not even a phrase. Number four, the Push Pop. You both said Sam. It was 1986. Oh. Number five, mm. the Fuse Bar. You both said Sam. Of course it was Sam. It was actually 1996. And I believe this continued in 2001. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't what you said, but you know. Well, no, no. As soon as I said 1998, yeah. I actually knew it was 1996. Number six, you both said MJ. Um, that would have been the correct question if we'd... If the que- correct answer, if the question had been which Frook and Rat presenter is most likely to be sent to prison for unspeakable crimes, but the actual answer was 1970. Hula hoops. What product was it? Hula hoops. It was wow. se- 73. Oh, wow. really early yeah. on. Fair. Number seven. Is this going down? I'm not scoring anything. You've got I'm one. Sure. You've got one. Did I get one? Yeah, yeah right. you're doing well. Uh, say well. Number seven, tab clear, 1992. I remember it coming out. Oh, wow. Yeah, you both went for MJ for that. 
Um, yeah. Number eight, you both went for MJ for the Monster Munch. It was 1977. Wow. Uh, the Nesquik cereal, MJ said Sam. Sam said MJ. It was 1999. Wow. Yeah, 1999. Wow. Yeah, crazy. That uh, is fucking uh, mental. And the Whisper. I can't believe that Sam thought the Whisper came out in the 1990s. Like, it was 1981. MJ, oh. you've gone for the 70s for that one. So the final scores are MJ got a massive 3 out of 10. And Sam, you got one. So tonight's quiz your winner is Michael Jameson. Well I done, mean, Michael. I Thank don't you. feel... And I'm not as gutted as I would be if it was a bit more relevant to my age. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is quite an, an impressively low score because even if you were guessing uh, one in three, you what? So if you guess three, you should get one right. So you should have got three to four right. Yeah, as you as, did. Yeah. As, as well as the fact that by the time the nineties were over, I was five years old. <laughs> it's not I was much. Barely able to comprehend life. Not yeah. my fault that you are millennial scum, is it? I didn't. I am neither your father. Nor your creator, nor don't know where I'm going with that. Right, so let's. Hello, it's MJ. You're listening to Frack Unwrapped. Please leave us a review on iTunes and check out our other exploits, which does include our Instagram page at Frackgram and our Twitter page at Food Review UK. And hey, we've got lots of awesome videos on YouTube. Thanks a lot for your support. Let's leave Quivia behind and move on to our main topic tonight. So I've got a few things that I want to talk through with you. The first thing I want to know is, what was your favourite food as a child, Sam? What would when you were a child, thinking back, thinking back to, you know, two years ago, what <laughs> what, what what were what was your favourite food? So sort of growing up, I was like. A lot of home-cooked meals was just surrounded by pasta. Everything was pasta growing up. So, yeah, I was raised on carbs. and I was a pretty fat kid. By about 12, I was huge. And, yeah, I just couldn't get enough carbs. But, like, individual home-cooked meals and stuff, I think my favourite meal ever was a good sausage casserole. Oh, I could eat that for days, days and days of sausage casserole. But occasionally you sort of gravitate towards a bit of junk food. Now, do you remember the? I think they still do them, but I remember a lot more in my childhood. Do you remember the Frey Bentos tinned meatballs? Oh, the tin. Do you know what I do? Yes. Do you remember those? Uh, the... They would come out of a can and they would sort of stay in the shape of a can until you heated them up. They were a little bit <laughs> dog foody, weren't they? Like when exactly. Asking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you'd eat them up, and they'd slowly melt, um, and then you'd dump them on some pasta, and that was sort of Saturday morning food when I was cooking for myself as a kid. Wow. But yeah, so proper proper crap. <laughs> so you just reminded me then. I used to really Campbell's meatballs were, were the ones that we used to have, and I used I went through a period of eating a lot of tinned meatballs as a child. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think my our cupboards were just full of tins of everything, and then mm. just sort of that's the stuff we could prep for ourselves. Crazy, Jameson. What was your favourite food when you were a kid? I think I've got to say chicken nuggets. I was quite a sort of fussy eater when I was a child. Were you? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not much changed. I'm still slightly fussy, but I'm so much better than I was. 
even like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, it's got to be chicken nuggets. I often had chicken nuggets. So I'm not. I'm, how young are we talking? Because around the age of 13, probably 12 to 13, I started dipping chicken McNuggets in McFlurry. And that is still to this day one of my favourites. That's definitely one of the best things you can eat. I have ordered a chicken McNugget share box on a Sunday the other day. That was and it was fucking amazing. The other day, so this is still an ongoing issue. Oh yeah, like less than a week ago I did that. It was Thursday. Uh Wednesday. Like. What well like when what's the chicken McNugget share box? A twenty nuggets thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a and an ice cream sundae. Yeah, Ice Cream Sunday didn't cover it, actually. It covered up. It, it was enough to dip for uh, until there was about six nuggets left. So it's about what, one Sunday uh, will serve 14. And that's a plain Sunday, right? No sauce. Uh, that was a toffee Sunday, actually. You are having... Uh, no. <laughs> what? No. Do, you know, uh, I can, do you know, I can kind of get, right, the ice cream thing. Right, it, it's... <sighs> Like a cream cheese, isn't it? Yeah, or a or a sour cream. It's a it's a creamy, vaguely sweet, nice, and it's a it's a texture. It's a, a temperature. It's a, I I wouldn't necessarily do it myself, but I can get it. You know, I've dipped a McDonald's chip in a McDonald's milkshake. You know, I've I can understand that, but the toffee sauce I think is taking it too far. Oh, you wouldn't like what I used to do at Domino's then. Story time. So Domino's used to do, I can't remember which desserts it was, but probably six years ago or so, I think that's when they were discontinued. Domino's did, I think they did waffles, is something that it came with. Um, And the waffles came with, I think they came with two sauces, chocolate sauce and toffee sauce, or you chose. Um, But dipping the Domino's chicken strippers in just straight up in that, in the caramel sauce, was incredible and dipping it in the chocolate sauce was quite good but yeah the because you didn't really need the sauce with the waffles to be honest did you work there no that is for something you've requested yeah <laughs> the, oh. the strippers in <laughs> caramel sauce i thought you'd get amazing. away with working there and like <laughs> nah, nah, nah. being sneaky but no just straight up could i order some chicken dippers and some chocolate sauce i would have a pizza as well <laughs> to disguise it a little <laughs> oh. standard normal i don't get how 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 a man can be such a self 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 professed fussy eater and eat such bizarre flavour combinations. You like <laughs> you don't like vinegar, but you like chicken and chocolate together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. That is quite odd, isn't it? It's very, very odd indeed. <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah, bizarre. I was trying to think that what I would consider my favourite food when I was a child and I seem to recall that when I was a child, if asked what my favourite food was, I would have said spaghetti bolognese. And I I'm, I don't know whether that's a, a, a true... You see, I'm looking back a lot further than you are. Um, mm. Whether much or older. not... Whether, yeah, I'm much older, yeah. What, whether or not I was genuinely a big fan of spaghetti bolognese, I think I was. I think I was. And still to this day, one of the things that I really enjoy is a comfort food. You know Heinz tin spaghetti bolognese. Oh yeah, uh, I, do you mean I, spaghetti? Just the spaghetti, spaghetti hoops or the, or the, the, no, no, the, the tin spaghetti bolognese with the little bits of meat in it and stuff. Um, Never tried it. Yeah, um, I I like it on toast. So rather than say beans on toast or whatever, I will have oh, I'll nice. have toast with that on, and it, it, that's still massively um, nostalgic, I suppose. That and I used to eat a lot of tinned Heinz tinned ravioli as well. I was see um, that I remember. 
I'd get I'd get murdered for eating tinned bolognese. It's my dad's signature dish. If I ever like, if he ever found out that I'd eaten it, he'd never make it for me again. And that's something I can't. No, that's something I couldn't live with. It's got nothing to do with Heinz tinned spaghetti bolognese. Has got nothing to do with spaghetti bolognese. Mm. It's it's so different. The spaghetti's a lot softer and a lot thicker. It's very salty, as you can imagine. It's a it's a junk food equivalent. I would never. I would never go, oh, I fancy some spaghetti bolognese and have a, a tin of Heinz. It's usually, we'll go, what should we have for lunch today? Or should we have something on toast? Got some beans on toast or this or that, you know. Um, and and I'll always, given the choice, go for that tin spaghetti bolognese. But you wouldn't eat it, you know. Does it, does it pop out of a can with that satisfying schlock like the... Um... Frey Bentos meatballs do. Yeah, I mean yeah. it doesn't it doesn't hold the the cylindrical shape as much as the meatballs do, uh, but it does. It's it's quite gelatinous when it comes out. Yeah, doesn't even need a spoon or a fork, just a little wiggle. Yeah, just a shake yeah. of the can, and then out it goes. Interestingly, I did nearly actually say spaghetti bolognese. My mum used to cook an absolutely mean one. And since I've started to learn to cook, I have just not been, I've not been happy with any yeah, bolognese that I good. make. Like, it's never as good. Funnily enough, it was on my list of uh, top foods as well. I had an incredible one in London about five years ago. But I've, I have just not, because like, I'm, quite, I'm quite a realist when it comes to my own cooking. Like I am definitely a good cook. But, and there are some things that I do amazingly well, but. Bolognese just isn't one of them. But my lasagna is incredible, like insane. And you'd mm. think the same thing would carry over, but I've never... I've made good ones, and Claire's been like, yeah, no, it's lovely, but nah. Mm. I don't know where you go. I mean, this, there are some... I've seen chefs make bolognese where they they put they, they put milk in and all sorts and... Yeah, milk is quite of, traditional, uh, yeah. I think, isn't it? I, I believe no. so, yeah. But, I mean, I've, I've, ne- I've never eaten spaghetti bolognese out... I never, I never order pasta at Italian restaurants anyway, because I just think pizza. Uh, oh, I often order pizza at an Italian restaurant. Yeah, in fact, I always, generally order pizza um, because uh, until recently I couldn't make a properly good thin crust Italian style pizza. But now I've got a pizza oven, so I can do that myself. But oh, the, legend! Oh, it's so good, mate. I mean, we're still yet to make. Um, I'm going to do 72-hour dough and make some proper bases because we're still Ugh. just experimenting with it and getting the right fuel and stuff for it. Yeah. Um, oh. I can't wait. I'm, I've already talked about uh, will we be at Christmas Eve when we do our Christmas Eve calzones. Will, hopefully, it's not snowing and freezing cold or raining and I'll be able to do the calzones outside. Is it is it a dedicated pizza oven or is it just one of the barbecue top ones? No, it's a dedicated pizza oven. So it's an outdoor oh. wood or charcoal file pizza oven, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it's great. It wasn't yeah. expensive either, you know. It was 80 quid from Aldi. It's really, really good. Came with a pizza stone. We've, we've used it a couple of times now, and it's really good. Oh, yeah. Those Aldi bargains come along every what, now and again. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah. I think I picked up a good set of steel saucepans there, and I thought within a couple of weeks they'd be ruined, and they're my best set now, funnily enough. Yeah. No, it's good stuff, Aldi. What? He's persevering with this phone conversation, is he? It appears so. I'm he's just. I'm on the phone out. to Rich, and he's giving me some very incredibly bad news. What? Oh, awful! Oh, we're currently closed. Wow. So the cinema where we're going tonight is currently closed because of a burst water main. 
I'm fuming. I'm absolutely fuming. I was really looking forward to it. Wow. Right, well, thank you very much for letting us know, mate. I mean, just... <sighs> Cheers. Take any, it easy. Bye. Any further correspondence? If he could, you know, he could maybe text it or WhatsApp it. That'd be... Oh, yeah, he did. He yeah. did it over WhatsApp. Oh. We'll have to get him into the conversation, really, because he likes appearing on the episodes, doesn't he? Oh, God. Yeah, he Every does. Every yeah. fucking episode, isn't he? In fact, <laughs> doesn't that make it like three on the trot? <laughs> yeah, that is. He's, he's done that on purpose. Christ. Oh, right. Back to the topic in hand, then. I would like to ask you, what are some memorable food products that you remember, childhood favourites of yours, that are no longer available? Um... Some. So, I have a distinct memory of a product that existed for one summer, and it only and it was the, probably my first experience of it. I must have been about six or seven years old, and for one summer in two thousand and two, McDonald's did hot dogs. Really? One summer, yeah, and it was probably the first time I'd ever had a hot dog with mustard and ketchup. And do you know what? I bloody loved it. And now I can't get enough of them. Did they do hot? But I just did they do yeah. them everywhere or branches or. I don't know, I covered a pretty small circle of McDonald's growing up, but yeah, it was the occasional treat and yeah, M- McDonald's, hot dogs, and gone and never came back. Wow, do you remember the McDonald's hot dogs, MJ? I don't, but I'm not a McDonald's guy. I very vaguely remember them, yeah. I don't think I ever tried one, though. No. Any- anything else, Sam? Uh, not sort of products like that. I guess sort of Jamie Oliver stole my turkey Twizzlers. Uh, yeah, what, were you, you a tur- still get them? Were you I a mean, Turkey you Twizzlers get- fan? I was any school dinners fan. Anything that they'd slap on a tray in front of me, I would demolish. I think you're forgetting that I was a big child. For the for the for the podcast listeners, it's it, that's particularly. I find that very shocking because if if you've never seen Sam, Sam is an incredibly slim young man. So, how, if you don't mind me asking, Sam, what did you do that took you from being a big child? To be in a trim, healthy, slim and sexy young man. I got diabetes. Is it genuinely down to the diabetes? Yeah, the diabetes is the main cause for my weight loss. And now I just, I can't get it back on. Which but, some people see as a benefit. I can eat till the cows come home and never really put on any weight. But I'm less, I, I weigh less than I'd like to. So is that is that because of the insulin? Uh, I guess with better control, I'd probably be able to manage my weight a lot more effectively. But, yeah, the stage is at the minute. It's just sort of, it's got me down to this weight from where I was. And I'll have to send you a picture and you'll have to see how big I was. Because, yeah, I think I, I weigh the same now as I did when I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. Right. And that's not a reflection of me now. That's a reflection of how big I was. Yeah, yeah. I was a big kid. Wow. Can you catch so, that? Yeah. You can't catch diabetes, can you? I'm just nah, wondering don't worry. if some you don't, way... you, you don't have to avoid me. No, I'm, I'm thinking I'll, I'll exactly spend more the time with me. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking like some maybe some cuddling. Yeah, maybe, maybe some intimacy. You know, you have heavy, to buy me dinner first. Heavy petting. <laughs> heavy petting. Nice. Brilliant, MJ. I'm yeah. gonna, the challenge for you is to not mention fizzy drinks from Woolworths, to not mention Ghostbusters chocolate bars. Oh, fuck. What What are the memorable food products that are no longer available that were your childhood favourites? Cadbury Astros. What were they? What? What were Cadbury Astros? I'm going going for a what too. Sorry, neither of you know what Cadbury Astros are. Mate, you don't don't need to Google it. You remember them. Oh my God, this is mental. 
I'm assuming they feature what in the video. They? Tell, tell me what they are and then I'll remember. Wow, the listeners are currently hearing one man saying that he likes Astros and two men saying that they don't know what Astros are. Okay, they were they came in a little uh, purple box and they were sort of space-themed. So they were little asteroids or whatever. And they were small. Um, it was, I believe it was a Cadbury... No, it was a biscuit centre, a crunch, very crunchy biscuit centre, covered in milk chocolate and then covered in a sugar shell. Right. Um, yeah, and they were probably... They were they were around in the late 90s, so I reckon they, I reckon they probably left around 2002-ish. Can't have been that great if they're gone. Still available in South Africa. So. I was going to say, still available in South Africa. Yeah. Um, it's the same story with Dream. Dream. I'm a big white chocolate fan. White chocolate over milk chocolate. So do you remember the Dream bars? Hasn't, hasn't, oh, Dream, yeah. just, hasn't Dream just been announced? Well, Dream, Dream exists in Australia, and I, I was in traveling in Australia for several months, and I couldn't get enough of them. But I don't know if it's coming back. If it no, is, this not, is news to me. No, it's not. Um, some of the... Some of the big uni lad, lad Bible, Daily Mail, they all go, yeah, it's available, it's available. In Australia. It's, it's available in loads of other countries, like, and yeah, you can buy things online. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's available now, suddenly. No, it's been available forever. Yeah, that it's was not the big one I country. remember. Wow. Crazy, because that's, I mean, that's fairly, in, in the grand scheme of things as well, the Dream was a fairly new chocolate bar. Like, that was something that came out when I was, like, definitely an adult. I suppose though, with Milky Bar being how how many how many white chocolate bars can can a a, a consumer market like the UK maintain? That's the thing, isn't it? And Milky Bar is far superior to Dream. So there you go. Yeah. So Dream uh, unnecessary products. I'd also like to throw a shout out to Choco Corn Flakes. Were they they weren't ones that were actually covered in chocolate, were they? No, they were like um, heavily frosted with a sweet chocolate sort of thing. Right. Mm. Oh, they, they were they were the best cereal. Boom. Done. I feel like they probably exist as some sort of non-name brand Tesco's own. You are precisely correct, although not actually in the UK. There are no off-brand chocolate coconut uh, cornflakes in the UK. There are some that you can get on Amazon, okay. and I I may buy them, but it's ten pound for like two boxes. So, and it, again, it's off-brand, so they might not have the level of quality. But I'm heavily thinking about it crazy crazy i um i was having a little look today to see see some products that that i enjoyed um the first one that i don't i genuinely don't understand why it doesn't exist anymore is the is the spira oh yeah i know it's just plain cadbury's chocolate but the texture of a chocolate bar i know you sam i know sam said the whisper's boring but i don't think it is i the the texture of a whisper makes it kind of fizzy the texture of the spira what? with it do you not do you not think do you not get a kind of fizzy vibe you got to suck the whisper rather than just chewing the whisper are you about like just the bubbles because yeah. you can get that from like an arrow and i'd rather go uh, for an arrow yeah, than a arrow, whisper. the arrow because the arrow is bigger bubbles and doesn't give you the same kind of fizziness i genuinely get a kind a kind of fizziness when i eat a whisper and with, with the Spira, because there was so much space within the, the two fingers, it had a snap to it that other chocolate bars didn't have. Or if yeah. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you wet it in a kind of more sucky and melty way, it, it had a, a it, it was just different to every other chocolate bar. And everyone who you ever speak to enjoyed a Spira. Like, oh yeah, Spira was great. So why, 
why is it gone? Like, yeah. I understand. Like, Fuse has got things like raisins in it and stuff, but some people don't like them. You can understand why. Like, Fuse is quite a grown-up chocolate bar, really. Mm. Um, you can understand why Dream doesn't exist anymore because it's there's no need for another white chocolate bar in the UK market because dairy milk, uh, not dairy milk, milky milk bar, bar. Milky bar is is better. But Spira, that's it. The, there's not, there was nothing else that was even similar to it. The only thing that you could compare it to would be a twirl because it's a two-fingered Cadbury's thing that was a textured chocolate. But it's very, very different. I, I, I can only imagine that basically Cadbury decided to, to, to go with the twirl over the, over the Spira. It's a shame, though. It is a shame. Yeah, it was good. The next one that I, that I remembered, this was something that I got massively obsessed with. And... I'm stretching the boundary of childhood favourites here because I was probably in my early 20s when I got obsessed with these. Do you remember Round Trees Bursting Bugs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to eat so many of them. Like, Really? Yeah, I used to eat sackfuls of them. They were amazing. Do you remember? Yeah, they were good. Did they they not exist anymore? No. I I remember, um, so like pub chains and stuff, like same menu wherever you went would always have, on the kids' dessert menu was a, a mud pie and it was just chocolate and biscuit bits mixed in and it always had the round trees bursting bugs mixed in because it was meant to be like a proper mud pie and then it had like green sprinkles on top for the grass that's a childhood memory that i totally forgot about until this moment there you go bursting bugs yeah great product having googled it i just found round trees fruit pastels body parts as well did they have a liquid center don't know I don't, very much remember. I remember I them remember more than don't remember them. Bursting bugs, actually. No, don't remember them. Another one that I just thought was a mention was the the demise of the Taz in favour of the Freddo caramel. Oh, oh. Taz had wider feet, so it had um, more caramel in that yeah. bite. Yeah. So it was much better. And didn't look like a penis, whereas Freddo does. Crucially, and yeah. also the 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 price creep of Freddo. Starting out at like 10p a bar. I've mm-hmm. seen them in places for like 65p, 70p. What? Yeah, this is the south for you, mate. I've got I've genuinely got no idea how much of I would assume now that Freddo's were uh, 10p when I was like 15 or whatever. So I would guess now that a Freddo would be 30p. I believe that's the RRP. But I've definitely seen them in corner shops for much more. Oh. Like people will stick their own labels on. And as long as it doesn't have a little price tag on it. They'll charge you what they like for it. Well, do you know what? Those kind of people are scum and mm-hmm. deserve to be punished. Anyone That's who right. sees anyone who sees a shop charging more than RRP for a Freddo has got Michael Jameson's approval to shoplift that Freddo to teach oh, those wow. to, te- to teach those shopkeepers those money grabbing shopkeepers a lesson. That's disgusting. Well, uh, have you heard recently Toblerone learned their lesson? They're reverting back to the smaller gaps in the chocolate because their sales just plummeted. Really? Well, they plummeted, so they've decided to revert back to their old size but increase the price. So we'll oh, see how that pays yeah, off. Fine. Well, I will be going on a ferry on Thursday and we'll be buying big Toblerones. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a British custom to yeah. travel abroad and just return with Toblerones. Correct. Absolutely correct. Love it. Love it. Get flavours as well. Last time I got um, it's a salted almond flavour. Yeah, yeah that's doing those. probably the best yeah. one, I think. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I like a dark I mean, Toblerone as well. I remember years ago flying through Switzerland, and I, I can't remember the name of the airport, but they have like a dedicated Toblerone shop. And it's it's not a small little corner thing. It's huge. Absolutely huge. Wow. Purely just for Toblerone. 
every flavor, every size. Wow. Am I going to get a Toblerone? Yeah, I really want Toblerone now. Yeah, I don't even love them that much, and um, I want one immediately. Yeah. Salty one. Yeah. Nice, yeah, salty Toblerone. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. The you... Actually, that that does lead me on to quite a good segue. Well, I've, um, I haven't finished talking about my memorable food products, Michael. That's what I said. Yeah. My biggest memorable food product that is no longer available is the Super Moose. A what? The Super Moose, Sam. I heard you, but I'm, I'm no, going to have to Google no. that. MJ, Super Moose? Mm, you'll have to give more information. Right, so the Super Moose was a, a small frozen, we'll say, dessert... Um, it came in a little plastic tub with a, a paper lid on, a bit like, you know when you buy a tub of ice cream at the cinema? Not not from like a, a concession, but where you buy the tub that's pre-packaged and you pull the lid off and maybe... There's I know Super yeah. Moose. Yeah, so Super Moose, I used to... Going back to what Sam was saying about being an overweight overweight kid and teenager, I was, I was an overweight kid and teenager. And I think one of the things that... Uh, that you can put that down to is the fact that my mum indulged me when I came up with the concept of breakfast afters, which was dessert <laughs> after your breakfast. And I would have daily, wow. I would daily have a super mousse after my breakfast as a small breakfast dessert. Right. Um, do you re- do you remember super mousse? How I remember super mousse, and they you get a stack of about five or six of them, yeah. wrapped up in a bag, and you stick them in the freezer, right? Yeah, yeah. okay, I know what you mean. And yeah. you'd have to take them out of the freezer to defrost them, and then they would become mousse. Yes. No, no, no. In my house, we grew up thinking that these weren't mousse; they were tubs of ice cream. So well, we would just take them straight out of the freezer and dig in with a spoon. Oh yeah. Only uh, years, yeah. It was only years I later I found them. out that they were supposed to be defrosted and become mousse. I used to just microwave mine for about twenty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, uh, frozen for me, they're better that way. Yeah, yeah, they're just raspberry ripple ice cream they wear yeah. in our house. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was probably one of my biggest biggest food products. Go on, MJ, do your little segue. So I was actually the pioneer of salted uh, sweet food. Um, <laughs> at my school, they had delicious brownies. So I used to sometimes get a brownie. I'd pour a pile of salt in the corner and I'd dip each bite in the salt. And someone at your school saw you and went, I'm going to sell this idea to everyone. Essentially, I assume. <laughs> um, Years later. I mean, that's, it, it, that is psychopathic, but I, yes. I had, for example, some salted chocolate fudge, which had oh. uh, sea salt, lumps of sea salt sprinkled over the top of it. So yes, I can understand how that would work. And obviously we're all fans of proper salted caramel flavours as well, so... Yeah, it's very big though, isn't it? Now I think we've we've gone past it, haven't we? Now the salt and sweet combination it's become massively, massively mainstream. Well, it's but yeah, uh, you are right. But some things, some things just whack the word salted caramel on and aren't salty enough, or it's just bullshit. Um, but some some places do use it to good. Uh, I think Gal- Galaxy salted caramel is just one of those that just doesn't really have much of a salted taste to me. That oh. is what Tony said, but I do disagree. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh, fine. It is definitely Yeah, that galaxy salted caramel just has the right amount of salt in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when um, when Tony said that galaxy caramel salted wasn't... I, I I remember trying it for the first time and talking to you about it and like, finally, a mainstream salted caramel product that is appropriately salty. 
I haven't right. had one since then, so maybe they've changed the recipe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, possible. Right. Sam, you mentioned before that your favourite childhood foods were kind of home-cooked meals. I want to talk about eating out as as a child. What were your favourite restaurants? What were your favourite places to eat out? Um, and also, I want you to think about, where were there any places that, that as a child you considered to be something posh, something a little bit, a little bit, a level up from your standard eating out fare, um, and I wonder whether or not your your views, your opinions on those places are still the same. Sam, what, were you were you an eating out? Family? Uh, so growing growing up, obviously I grew up with separate par- separated parents, and uh, I've always preferred my mum's home cooking to going out. If we went out, we'd we'd order like a fish and chips or something. That was sort of our luxury with my mum, and then. Uh, with my dad, it was probably more down the burgers and pizza sort of route. Uh, and pizza's like, I don't know, it's, it's sort of far and few between now. But Pizza Hut doing their sort of all you can eat with their ice cream machine was sort of the most common probably eating out thing we did. Right. Like aunts and, aunts and uncles would come visit and we'd go out and we'd go and get all you can eat pizza from Pizza Hut. And I'd eat till I threw up and then I'd go fill up my bowl with ice cream. <laughs> Wicked. Would you consider Pizza Hut to be like something of a treat then, like a bit of a? a it was bit... a treat, but it definitely wasn't. It wasn't posh. I don't think. I think posh food's only something I've become exposed to sort of later on in life, going yeah. to sort of fine dining places in like London and around here, and then travelling. Every so often, you you splurge for a quite expensive restaurant and stuff. So that's sort of yeah. Later on in life, it was definitely more splurging on stuff I'd consider posh and high end, but. No, as a kid, not really. It wasn't something that was... We we didn't have the budget for it, sort of, growing up. We just sort of... It was the occasional treat. Yeah. You, you live with your mum? Uh, yeah, so growing up, I lived with my mum until I was about 12 years old, and then I lived with my dad until until I moved out. Right. So would would you... I mean, because there's that kind of almost... Uh, the cliche, isn't there, of like the, the, the dad picking the kids up, you know, taking them for a McDonald's or something when they've got access. So was that like a kind of a thing that you experienced or? Yeah, I mean, my mum was sort of really against us having too much sugar as a kid and stuff. So we'd uh, we'd rebel when we went with our dad and we'd have the occasional sort of bottle of Coke and stuff. And like Coke was off limits. My, like my dad would be like, well, you go back to your mum, don't tell you've had Coke. And that was sort <laughs> of how, that was how it went down. But, uh, but yeah, so she... Yeah, she was totally avoiding us being hyper, and my dad was like, here, take this, take the kids back while they're full of sugar. <laughs> Brilliant. MJ, what about you and eating out? Um, yeah, it was... So I did... I Again, I had a little bit of exposure to that kind of thing. When I used to go visit my dad for the weekend, he used to pick me up, and it was a very ritualistic thing that we would stop at either McDonald's or Burger King. Uh, most typically, I would love to know which Burger King location it was, actually. I could probably figure it out. Because um, it would be the drive between Chesham and Worthing, um, wherever the Burger King was that was just over halfway Brilliant. at a service station, very small. I have some great memories from that it's location. It's like a little chef next to it, is it? It, w- it will be one of those. Yeah. Because um, it certainly did have a little chef. Little chefs um, will all the rage growing up for me. Massive. I don't know how far they go back for you guys, but yeah, I remember them a lot. Yeah, I, c- I can't well, not I think, remember them. I think Little Chefs have always been around. I'm not mm. not convinced I've ever actually been to one, but yeah, always been around. One thing you were saying about McDonald's, which also links into uh, discontinued products. Do you remember the big breakfast from McDonald's? 
That was quite recently, wasn't it? Did that? Yeah, not, that was, was it... discontinued a few years back. That was a uh, what I remember. Whenever I'd get picked up by my dad, we'd get a McDonald's breakfast, and we'd get a big breakfast. And it's just my dad. My dad only very recently went in and ordered one, and was surprised that he didn't have any. So. Wow. So was that pancakes, round sausage, egg? Yeah. Yeah. yeah scrambled egg. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah, I didn't realise that was discontinued. To be honest. No. No. Not a fan of a McDonald's one breakfast. Ha- oh, fucking colossal fan. Probably some of the best food you can get. Double sausage McMuffins probably one of my favourite things of all time. I like the McDonald's sausage McMuffins. Don't have them very often, but yeah, I enjoy that. I think, is it a mutual agreement that sausage is better than bacon from McDonald's? Oh, God. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's, that's fine. Correct, I, think, yes. I think everyone agrees with that, right? Yeah. Everyone has that opinion. I don't recall doing a lot of eating out as a kid. My, ma- my main experience of eating out would be I had a brother who was uh, 12 years older than me. So when we used to go and visit him, he lived in Sheffield at the time. So we'd be talking, oh, what, we'd be talking kind of early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. And when we used to go and visit him, we'd go into Sheffield Town Centre and we would inevitably go for a McDonald's or a Burger King. So that was a kind of a treat when I, when I was visiting my brother. My mum always used to prefer Wimpy. Now, have you ever been to a Wimpy, Sam? I believe there are uh, a few locations. I, I know. You. I think there was one in Aylesbury, but I don't know. I think it closed down long before my time. Yeah. I've seen. There's one on South End by the right. pier. There's a, so there's a few pop, uh, there's a few locations left around that still have them, and I've seen the one on South End, but I've never been in. But I don't know. I, I think it's one of those that people have like a nice memory of, but then it's not as good as they remember. See, I don't remember the food ever being good. I never wanted to go to it. The, the main reason we ended up in Wimpy was be, purely because you got your food on a plate, which for some reason my mum thought was important. But uh-huh. I was right. This this reference might this might reference might go over your head. It might be too old for you. But I always thought Wimpy was the Cindy to McDonald's Barbie. It was just like this English imitation, like a poor English imitation. A wannabe. Yeah, um, a GoBots to McDonald's Transformers. You know, it was. And I would be a bit embarrassed to go to a Wimpy, but the the Wimpy or, or definitely did exist uh, in my childhood. That was something that happened. Um, and the the treat one for me would be, like you said, that Pizza Hut. So I remember my my dad when I, I would have been young, him going for a Pizza Hut for the first time with some like business clients or whatever, um, and coming home and telling us about this restaurant that he'd been to where. He'd gone in, he'd looked at the menu and he'd gone, oh yeah, oh a large, no, I want a large pizza. Of course I want a large pizza. And they brought him out a Pizza Hut large pizza, which was like a 16 slice pizza or whatever, enough for three people to share. Um, And being amazed that this, we had this new kind of pizza dining experience. And then that would be a place where we would go uh, for a birthday treat or what have you. We'd go to Pizza Hut and I, I remember loving Pizza Hut. We used to get the garlic bread with cheese, uh, sprinkle extra parmesan on them, get the pizza. I always have the, the little personal pan pizza just to play margarita. Loved it. Do you remember Do you remember when they released Stuffed Crust and then the little Stuffed Crust Bites? Don't know that Stuffed was, Crust. That, that was a big part of my childhood was uh, getting pizza and then suddenly it's got these little bits that you can break off on it and around the crust. And Wow. No, I, yes. I remember. I mean, I remember stuffed crusts coming out, kind of nineties. Uh, don't remember the stuffed crust bites, but I'd gone. I can't. I'd, I'd I'd gone past Pizza Hut by then. I still do really enjoy. 
I think Pizza Hut's terrible value, but if you can go up for for one of their all you can eat lunch buffets, then it's amazing value. Um and I you know, I'll happily go and eat Pizza Hut pizza. It's dirty pizza, isn't it? It's not it's see I like authentic pizza, I like authentic Italian, and that's sort of the higher-end, classy stuff. But if I want pizza that's not authentic and it's not supposed to be real Italian with a little bit of sauce and mozzarella and basil, I like Domino's. And it's really, really difficult for me to venture to other places. I have this sort of – I trust Domino's that I'm always going to get a reasonably good pizza. Papa yeah. John's I'm not keen on. And like you said, Pizza Hut's just not really great value for money. No. I mean, it's to the point that I've got the Domino's app purely because I just always hit them up for pizzas. Well, I used to get, I used to eat a lot of Domino's back in my kind of mid twenties. Used to order a lot of Domino's. I've told the story on the podcast before, but I used to order from Perfect Pizza, and I had to stop ordering from them because I messed them around so much. We did used to eat a lot of Domino's. Um, do you remember? The, do they still do the double decadence pizza? They do with the. It's like a garlic and herb sauce in between. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. The problem is the only problem with double decadence is, and I don't know if you have this problem, but if you're not going to eat it all on the day. It's not as good to reheat. Yeah. If I would if I would have reheated the next day, I'll just get a standard crust. If I'm going to eat it all on the night, then I'll go for like a double decadence or a thin crust. But thin crusts and the ones with a sauce in don't reheat as well. No, no. I mean, I just, I mean, we don't. My wife does not like Domino's, so we don't get Domino's uh, anymore. Um, we don't have a Papa John's. I'd be, I'd, I would like to try a Papa John's. It, it did too look doughy. Inc- too doughy, in my is opinion. It? The yeah. dough to topping ratio is just ridiculously doughy. Yeah. Right. So if you want to feed, they do like probably the largest pizzas of sort of like a high street chain. If you want to go bigger, you have to go to sort of local restaurants and stuff. But an extra large pizza from Papa John's is going to feed so many people because you get full after like two or three slices. It's ridiculously uh, doughy. Pizza Hut did a pizza back going back to the early noughties. So going back about 13, 14 years, I suppose. They did a pizza called a New Yorker, which was a bigger pizza, maybe a 14, 16 incher, that was um, that was really good. I used to get quite quite a few of those. Friday, you know, Friday night, half eleven, get a, get a big New Yorker Pizza Hut pizza. They were really good. Do you remember those, Michael? The New York style. Yeah, it was good. I, know, I, only, I only started eating pizzas around 2007. Yeah, yeah. Well, do- well, do- well documented. I was going to say you probably realised from your travels in America, and like, I've realised travelling in Australia, like the UK's inflation on pizza prices is ridiculous. It's one of the most expensive oh, places insane. to get pizza. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, but you go to an Italian restaurant and you can get a really nice, proper stone baked, great little pizza for six or seven quid. You know, you, uh-huh. go, yeah, you, exactly. go, to, you go to the, an Italian restaurant and it's still cheap, affordable food. In all seriousness, Nathan Peterson's not with us tonight. Cause he's he's um he's been in Chicago to meet some meet some of the binge media guys, and they obviously Chicago deep dish pizza. Have you ever had? Have you ever had that? Uh, I've had it at a restaurant probably years and years ago. I remember it came in like a quite a deep sort of yeah high sided pan, but never authentic. Never from Chicago. Never no. uh, never been over those ways. Desperate to try it. It does look incredible. Things about some change. We've got ears to beat. We come to you with open hands, but instead of on the streets, we're begging on the podcast. Do you want this episode to be our last? Will you please go to Patreon and donate some cash? 
If you enjoy the Food Review UK content on YouTube and here on the podcast, then please consider heading to patreon.com foodreviewuk and making a small donation. I want to just talk a little bit before we, uh, before we play a game, Sam, about any food or drink ad campaigns that you remember from your childhood. Um, thought this might be good particularly because we've got such a big age difference between us so i'm you know i think about the ad campaigns from my childhood and i'm thinking about the golden age of tv advertising the 1980s you know you could say anything you could do anything uh whereas for you the things that you would remember i suppose would be fairly recent in people's memories um i guess one i remember but it's also you'd remember it and mj would remember it because it's evolved over the years the milky bucket advert i remember quite specifically and that's because as a child, I was super fair-haired, glasses, used to love my cowboy outfit. No, I'm joking. That was... <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So um, I had like family members and people that would nickname me the Milky Bar Kid, which was yeah. fun. Uh, I guess sort of a bit older, there was like the uh, Cadbury's advert with the gorilla. The gorilla. Banging yeah. away on the drums. That was yeah. sort of, I remember, I, I don't even know what year that would be, but it's quite probably in my memory i'd be about 2004 i reckon that yeah so i'd have been about nine nine yeah eight or nine years old i'd have been so maybe even later than that maybe about 2006 i think i was i think i remember watching that for the first time i remember where i was living so it yeah probably about 2006 because i mean you watch the advert you're like oh what's this an advert for it's for it's for drums it's for gorillas it's for T- teaching gorillas to play what's and then the next day it was just one of those adverts where every single person you go into work or, or school or whatever did you see the cabbies advert it's really clever advertising isn't it yeah like, yeah total word of mouth vi- viral campaign yeah yeah amazing that iconic purple incredible and then, advert. and then they kept the purple and then there was the eyebrows advert eyebrows. the dancing eyebrows yeah brilliant advert absolutely yeah they're ones advert. they're ones that everyone like the the uh drumming everyone knows the song so yeah. you'd sit, you'd come on and you'd drum away, air drum. But uh, with the eyebrow one, everyone used to try it and nobody could do it. No. No. I'm surprised that MJ's not just tried to do it now. Amazing. You look a bit like the girl in that advert. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Watching it now, haven't we? Crazy. Um, anything that you remember, Michael Jameson, from your childhood? There's a couple, actually, yeah. So you got the Dairy Lee... Actually, there's a there's a couple that I I know some of the guys in them. So the Dairy Lee advert, I was friends with him. What he Dairy Lee advert? His, licked his uh, his hands and then he climbed up the wall and then climbed onto the ceiling to duck down and grab some Dairy Lee from the middle of the table. Don't remember that. Yeah. He was really. called Guy Witcher. He was also in a program called The Worst Witch. He was one of the wizards. And his name was Guy Witcher. Correct. Crazy. Incredible. Yeah, correct. Then, of course, we've got our own David Goss, who is yeah. in the uh, Golden, Golden Graham's, Graham's advert, yeah. which is a memorable one for me. When I found out he was in it, I was like, you were in that one. Why, um, do you, uh, I, I, I mean, I've, I've never actually had the story. Why was David Goss in a Golden Graham's advert? Was he... he did a bit of acting. Did he really? Just a little bit, yeah. The guy who's in um, Aladdin at the moment... No, the guy who is the backup Aladdin, he did like auditions with when he was younger. What do you mean the backup he, Aladdin? The backup the, Aladdin on the, the West under, End. Is it the understudy or like who, yeah, who replaces him it. if he can't? Yeah, yeah. Understudy. All right, on the West End. Yeah, he's like he's like he did auditions with him when, when he was younger, and he, the other day he was like, "Look where I am now, and look where <laughs> he is." <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've heard whispers about his acting career, but 
didn't know that. So. Yeah, crazy. Anything else, MJ? It's the old uh, Tango boy, isn't it? You've been oh, Tango. Oh, God, yeah. Ran up and slapped him in the street, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, happy mm-hmm. slapping. Mm. Yeah, those Tango adverts were mad. They were massive. Yeah, like, mental. Every single playground, like, everyone was getting slapped and you know you've been tangoed. Oh. It's, un- it's unfood related. I think it was Reebok, but do you remember Belly's Gonna Get Ya? I do remember Belly's Gonna Get Ya. That was an yeah. advert that I just remember from my childhood a lot. That's uh... Yeah, that one was quite stuck out. It's kind of food related in a way, I suppose. It's got a uh, there was the there was the Crusher advert, but that's a really new one. With the song. Yeah. I want some Crusher. That that one. Yeah. With Crusher the cats. With the cows. With the ca- with the, yeah, it, the cats. Wasn't that um uh the guy was it rathergood.com? The guy that did the, the, the internet videos. Is he called something like Joel Vetch or something? He's like an internet thing. Oh, do, I do you not know him, Jay? Say again. Was he not? Is it like an? Was he like an internet guy? I think it's rathergood.com. Was it? Was that not the guy that did those adverts? Don't really know what you're no. what, what you're walking about. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's from back in the day of early days of the internet. There was this website called rathergood.com that had loads of um, cool little videos and stuff on it before YouTube. But yeah, um, there's so many adverts that I remember from from my childhood. Like um, got the Umbongo advert, obviously. Which is massive. We mentioned this before, but I mean, you were nobody at my school unless you could recite the entire Umbongo song. Correct. Cabbage Caramel Bunny. Many, yeah. many a young man's first crush. Yeah, she was uh, hot. McDonald's use of Ronald McDonald, which they now seem to have moved away from. Ronald was everywhere mm-hmm. in the 80s. Here's one for you. Can you name the product? The red car and the blue car had a race. All red Milk to do. Yes. What an advert that was. The red car and, and the, the blue, blue car, car had a race. race. All Red wants to do is stuff his face. He face? eats everything he sees from trucks to prickly trees. Bum, bum, bum. But good old Blue, we took the Milky Way. Um, yeah, correct. I've got a couple <laughs> of racist adverts for you, for you, Michael, especially for you. There was a Kiara advert in the 1980s, which was uh, kind of featured a, a stereotypical, uh, a young, kind of a young black boy, but literally black. Um, the, the, the His skin was black and he... Had some crows uh, doing kind of weird cod. Yeah, that rings yeah. a bell. It's too orangey for crows. It's just for me and my dog. I'll be your dog. Um, and I used to love that advert as a kid. And it's only recently when I revisited, I thought, I'm not sure it's entirely appropriate. Did you know that Robinsons did not stop using the golly until 2001? What? Yeah. I thought it was like, gone well before that yeah um, jesus you know i'm not sure you know if people have got childhood toy ch- childhood golly dolls that they love that they've had since they were a kid i'm not going to tell them that they can't have those anymore um I'm but almost certain that my nan has probably got several golly dolls around her home i've definitely seen them blacked out red jackets yeah yeah heavy makeup you know I'm, yeah if they people, exist. If people have got them that they've had for a long time, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell people that they need to get rid of them. But I'm fairly certain that, you know even in two thousand well before two thousand and one, Robinson should have realised just how controversial oh, sure. that was. Um Absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember the Smash robots? Smash yeah. instant mash, they were good. Uh Another br- brilliant advert, Vitalite. Oh, I hate it, Smash. Oh, I've, do you know, I don't think I've ever had it, but I can't imagine it's very nice. 
there was a, tr- a series of Vitalite adverts in the 1980s for Vitalite margarine, where they had Desmond Decker's uh, The Israelites, but changed to Oh Vitalite with a son singing it and stuff. They were sick. Mm-hmm. Um, another one when I remember. Oh, oh Vitalite. Vitalite. Yeah. Uh, birds. Right, last. Lost again. <laughs> <laughs> These are classic 80s, man. you got to go on YouTube and go in an 80s adverts hole. Bird's Eye Steakhouse Grills. Not, I, I would never remember. I had to see what the product actually was because I assumed the product was some kind of frozen chips. Uh, and it's all these workmen on the way home from work. And they're, they're talking about what they're going to have for their tea. And they're all saying, we hope it's chips, it's chips. Do you remember that one, Mike? We hope it's chips, it's chips. No? Don't remember that Just one. Me then. No. Trio? Um, trio. Yo, trio. Trio. Classic. Got to have a biscuit with the caramel. No, also. you've you've gone a bit Kiara there, mate. Rain, rain the eight. Oh, ca- no, fruit and fibre did the same thing, didn't they? Fruit and fibre. Got to have a bowl of Kellogg's fruit and fibre. Kellogg's come and me want some fun. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, I've got a question for you, right? A finger of fudge <laughs> is just enough to give your kids a treat. Cabbage fudge is just enough until it's time to eat. It's full of... Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I, remember that one. No, it says there's a line in it that I always thought was, it's full of peppery goodness. Does that make sense? Oh. Peppery no. goodness. Nah, that's not a thing. You need to listen to it. It sounds like it says peppery Unless goodness. Unless it's from the phrase gay and pepper. What? The phrase gay and pepper. What does that mean? I don't know. So you just make it up? Do you sort mean, of. Ca- yeah. <laughs> cayenne pepper. Gay and pepper. <laughs> cayenne pepper, yeah. Gay and pepper. I'm not sure what you're doing. Yeah, Michael. no, I, I think I, yeah, I think I've made that up. Yeah. It's homophobic as well, so shame. Uh, no, it's not homophobic actually, so. Well. Saying the word gay isn't homophobic, so. No, but making a joke out of it is, Michael. Ooh. So, I mean, that's just the sort of, yeah. Uh, do you remember the dime adverts from the 1990s with Harry Enfield? Oh, that does go on. Crunchy on the outside, yeah. soft on the inside. Armadillos. Oh yeah. The closest thing to eating an armadillo. Yeah, yeah. they were. Sick. Yeah, of course. They were brilliant. That's quite a lot of adverts that I remember from my childhood. But I think I think that I, with the eighties, I had the the definitely the best period of of time for for food product adverts. Anyway, Stu, what year were you born? 1978. See, we're classing your generation as the 70s, which you spent two years in. Yeah. MJ's generation as the 80s, which he spent three years in. And yeah. 90s, for me, was only five. Yeah. It would probably be easier for me to recollect stuff from the noughties. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, all the adverts that I mentioned there were, de- were, were definitely 80s adverts. Yeah, definitely 80s. Right, Sam Patrick, are you ready to play a game? It's time to play a game, let's play a game. It's called Sweeter or Severy. We'll pull the name of a food stuff out of a hat. You tell us what you think about that. Will the next food stuff be sweeter or savory? Will it be sugary or covered in sour? It's just no way to know. Right, 
I have got absolutely no idea where the standings are for Sweeter or Savourier. I should have kept records of this. I might start keeping records. Probably won't, though. Uh, but I don't think anyone scored particularly highly this year. In fact, not many people have played it in 2018. So, Sam, do you understand how the game works? Remind me. I say a food. You you guess whether the next food will be sweeter or savourier. Higher or lower with foods. Yes, exactly. And in in the event of a a disagreement, Michael Jameson is the final say, okay. which horrifies me. Okay, Sam, your first food. What horrifies you? Of... Because once there might be a bit of sensibility about what's sweet and what's savoury. First food. Shut up, Michael. Out of the northern flat cap is it is mayonnaise it is this is the fifth time that mayonnaise has been out of the northern flat cap and that is a horrible product to start you off on i am sorry will the next food be sweeter or savourier yeah let's go sweeter sweeter than mayonnaise the next food out of the northern flat cap is margarita pizza oh it's the second time out is margarita pizza sweeter than mayonnaise oh yeah yeah. Well, I'm just saying it is, so there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which one are you, where are you going now, Sam? Sweeter or savourier than margarita pizza? Sweeter. Sweeter than margarita pizza. It is, Sam, olive oil. Oh, it's the second I'm time I've ever had. I. No. Nah. No, it's not, is it? It's, it's savourier nah. than, savourier than yeah. margarita pizza. Is it's peppery? If you were to put olive oil on a margarita pizza, would that make it sweeter? No. no. Well, then that's the list. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me. That's me. That's not. That's me confirmed wrong. Sorry. Yeah. So you got you got three, my friend. They were particularly um, they yeah, were bad was, draws. They were challenging. Can we, can yeah. we cut that out and just go again? <laughs> You're the not the first person to ask. Is challenging today. If we did that sort of thing, I'd have scored far more points earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Sweeter or savoury? We haven't played it for ages. It comes back, and it only lasts thirty seconds. It glistens. Oh. Uh, uh, the brightest of stars burn bright, not long. Yeah, yeah, correct, Michael. This is Timmy. Timmy. Say hi, Timmy. Bye. Timmy doesn't know what podcast to listen to because people don't leave a review. Isn't that, isn't that right? right? That's right. And isn't it also true you're true an orphan? orphan? Absolutely. There you have it. Conclusive evidence that orphans, and definitely not me using a higher pitched voice, have a harder life because you don't leave a podcast review. Reviews today. Save an orphan. Speaking of bright stars, Michael. Yeah. You know what? I've got typed up into my schedule right at this point in the show. No. It's Michael Jamieson's social media roundup. Oh my god, mental. It's quite a big one this time. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Uh, Joseph22497 has said, My favourite used to be the flake snow. I think it means snowflake. Yeah. Uh, white chocolate flake covered in milk chocolate. Yeah. Does anyone remember this? Also, bring back Mars Delight. Yep, yeah, fair comments. Yeah. I don't remember the flake snow, but I do remember Mars Delight. Nice. I think yeah. I think Mars Delight I probably says slightly better than Snowflake. Is um, it Mars so... Delight I remember being like the Milky Bar Crispy Rolls? Similar. Um, it was like 
folded over itself chocolate with caramel and biscuit bits or something. Mm. Um, you definitely you like the snowflake though, Sam. White chocolate. Oh yeah, but it was definitely. it was it was, it was it was interesting. Mm. Yeah. Well, now I just feel like I've lost out. Yep. We can hope. We can hope it will come back. <laughs> Brown eyed girl. By the way, guys, this is all from Instagram. So um, do and we post it on Facebook as well. No comments on Facebook. Oh uh, no, there were. All right. Okay. Um, so when, when we have a new episode coming up, we always post on Instagram and Facebook, uh, and Facebook. So do go over there, make sure you're following us and you too can have your say on the show. Uh, so brown eyed girl, that is to go tools. Fiance has said school vending machine treats. Oh, I, I used to get, what was it called? I think it was called a yes it was like a little cake thing. It's like a little sponge cake covered in a like the most incredibly thin layer of chocolate. I'm sure it was called something like a yes cake. Um, I've, I haven't thought about that for ages. But yeah, that was... Yeah, the, oh, I'm Googling it now, binging it. The yes Damn. cake bar. Yeah, it was a Nestle yes cake bar. So it was a, a like a layer of sponge then... A layer of some kind of creamy filling. Um, wow. And so on. Yeah, I used to really enjoy the, the Yes Bar. So yeah. in primary school, we didn't have vending machines. It wasn't until secondary school. And they'd actually taken them out by year eight. So we only had vending machines for a year. My only memory of vending machines was the boys in sixth form picking me up and throwing me at them. Oh, In an nice. attempt to get chocolate bars out. Amazing. That's my first. That's my distinctive memory of uh, vending machines at school. And then the next year, they stopped throwing me the vending machines because the snacks they put in them were shit. <laughs> so you have your. That's why I got my break. Amazing. Because, because they decided to be a bit healthier. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, in my school, it was the fruit polos that were particularly popular. I mean, we, yeah, we... I, I probably helped get a few of those out. <laughs> we had a full we not only did we have a full like kind of sweets and snacks vending machine we had a coca-cola vending machine in the hall at my school as well so it used to be cans wow. of coke can, can of coke and a yes bar wow yeah. yeah after year eight it was just neutral grain bars and bottles of water oh yeah she's also said favorite school dinner oh i didn't really have them no I was, I, was, I, was, I was a big fan of school dinners yeah uh favorite school dinner Oh, roast, yeah, roast chicken and like all the trimmings. Oh, wow. And by all the trimmings, it was one Yorkshire pudding. Wow. I'll tell you what, Cheshire, Cheshire Park did do hot dogs for 50p with like a classic sausage. And they got, I think they got the kids to sort of cook them as well. So it was like a weird experience. You were buying sausages. That would make me less likely to want to eat it if I found yeah. that a child had cooked it. Yeah. I quite liked them though. Probably got yeah. me a bit fatter. My, yeah, my favourite school dinner, yes bar and a can of Coke. Yeah. Amazing. Bong Lung says, oh, "Were you about to?" No, no. Sorry. Bong Lung says, "What is your favourite bit of smoke?" <laughs> um, wizards, wizards compass. <laughs> a particularly good strain of skunk. <sighs> um, Monster Munch, that turn your tongue blue. Old school crisp and prawn cocktail. What's this? Yeah. Is, is uh, that is that a statement that he's saying? I think so, yeah. Skips uh, were my favourite crisp ugh. as a kid. I always miss... Uh, something that I missed out on was the vanilla milkshake flavour Monster Munch. Yeah, I've Gutted about that. But... Gutted. Yeah, I feel like Skips. Mm. Favourite bit of smoke? There's nothing good around at the minute, to be fair. <laughs> Marijuana. 
Uh, Russian James says, wow, where to start? Best corner shop food. Corner shop freezers, food. isn't it? I remember 1P, blackjacks and fruit salads. Oh, yeah. Those yeah, were probably sweets. what I used to load my pockets with. Yeah. I, I remember half penny sweets. Half pennies don't exist, do you? Half penny sweets? Yeah. I think it's a half penny. Oh, so you got two for a penny? Yeah. That is... That's that's actually cheaper than it's possible to buy. You had to buy two. Well, well, no, no, because it used to be a half penny. Your sorry, the half penny was around when you were little. Yeah, half penny went maybe like eighty four or something. What? Yeah. yeah. I no, thought that was nice. way older than that. No. Oh my god. Um. So you could just buy one. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four. Half penny. The coin itself sounds quite sharp, though. Wouldn't have that. That have two really sharp edges. What? The half penny wouldn't have two really sharp edges. Can you cut people with it? Sure. I think my dad was born in '68, and he tells me how he used to get four pence to go to the shop, like to buy sweets and stuff. Madness, isn't it? Yeah, good old days. Yeah, I remember like bags of crisps used to be like eleven and a half p stuff like that. Hmm? Yeah, good times. Um, he said, "Is there a food you loved as a kid but hate now, or vice versa?" And oh, I bloody loved vice versa. So I'm glad they came back a few years ago. Brilliant. Um, I, as a child, uh, we've talked about this before. I'd, I'd liked eggs as a child, uh, and I did not like beer. I've done like a complete and utter 180 yeah. degree turn. Didn't like spicy food, anything spicy. Now I'm a spice monster. Um, Basically, your your sort of food. Um, uh, latitude and longitude is is literally egg and yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, I didn't eat, didn't eat crisps as a kid much, but now can't get enough of them. Can wolf down like a twenty four pack of Walkers in two days. Brilliant. Two minutes. He's <laughs> yeah. I don't try to compete with you. See. <laughs> <laughs> He's also said, and do you remember the amazing kids chocolate bars at Thornton's? I don't. What? Thornton's is out of my price range as a child. Kids chocolate bars at Thornton's? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. No, no. And most popular sweets at your school. So like I said, uh, fruit pastels, uh, sugar-free polos, polos, spearmint polos, and citrus-sharp polos. It was all about polos, really. Yeah. Big bags of Haribo were mine. Oh, I mean, actually. I used to hit school before. I used to hit the shop before school. And my teachers would ask why I had no books with me. And it's because my bag was full of stuff intended to be sold. And it was always Haribo's. <laughs> Cans of drinks. Oh, amazing. You were an entrepreneur. Yeah. A lunch oh, yeah. Started early. But yeah. So yeah, just selling stuff. People like cookies. There was a there was a garage that used to sell fresh bagged cookies and stuff. And uh, yeah, those would just make so much money. Those and cigarettes were my biggest sellers. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other thing that was popular was uh, cherry tunes and cherry airwaves because they were the sort of the food that you were allowed to eat because you had a sore throat or whatever. Right, like a soothers and that kind of thing. Yeah, cherry the drops, teacher man. would be like, "Oh, don't eat sweets." They're like, "Oh, oh it's for my throat, mess." Yeah, cherry drops. I remember cherry yeah. drops. Cherry drops with pang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thought I've definitely got some at home. Yeah, sweet. The cookie mill said, "Favorite meal." Oh, we've done that. Favorite pick and mix. The coconut mushrooms. The cherry cola bottles. Yeah. Oh, fizzy, 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 fizzy cherry, fizzy cola, cherry cola, bottles. cola bottles or oh. the bubblegum ones. Yeah. I, I just get those two that's pretty good yeah um it's difficult i I really like um getting a mixture like making my own kind of revels so chocolate covered raisins chocolate covered toffee chocolate covered honeycomb but sometimes you want 
your fizzy jelly sweets, and I don't think you can do both in one pick and mix. Oh, that's are you, are what... you a fan of uh, like the strawberry pencils? Um, I am. I like them, but I'll never get them in a pick and mix because one, they take up too much space. Yeah. They just they're the kind of thing you cram on top before you try and sit it, on the lid to get it shut. If it's like a cup pick and mix, one of those like candy yeah. king cup ones, rather than a weight one, yeah. Yeah, you can... I, don't, I don't know if any when this is going out, but Wilco's currently got their half price pick and mix that they chuck out every now and again. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna be hitting that soon. Well, good. Thank you for telling me that because I think I might go to the cinema tomorrow morning, and we'll hit Wilco's on the way then. Oh, that's a nice yeah. little rub it in, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. we're not going to the cinema anymore. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I will be going to see whatever like three month old kids film is on movies for juniors. So it's Hotel not... Transylvania three. Oh, oh no! I'd be quite no. happy with Hotel Transylvania three. Yeah. I don't think that's even out yet, is it? I think it's out, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, he's also said chocolate birthday cake or vanilla birthday cake. Cho- vanilla cake. chocolate. <laughs> vanilla any day. Yeah, I'm vanilla. not a fan of chocolate cake. Yeah, vanilla cake. Yeah. Great. Um, and dream lunchbox combo. Right. So what now, or as a child? Childhood, isn't it? As a child, like the Dairy Lunchables. I love oh. that. Mm. Uh, like a Two pack of mini jammy dodgers, I'd always have. Mm. A Capri Sun. Oh, yes. Like a bit of fruit, like a apple or an orange, or like a bit of chopped up, uh, like, what's the other one? Kiwi and stuff. I used to eat a lot of fruit as a kid, or grapes. Yeah, that was sort of my, that was my typical lunchbox. Let's ask you a question, right? Why do we all collectively call the Capri Sun a Capri Sun, right? The word, C-A-P-R-I, how would you pronounce that word? For example, the holiday, Capri. So why don't we call it the Capri Sun? Why do we call it the Capri Sun? Collectively, I think we all do it. How's the car spelt? Is it spelt the same? Yeah. And that's the Ford Capri. Yeah, but it just sounds unnatural. The Capri Sun. Capri Sun. Can I get a Capri Sun? does sound unnatural. It sounds like like you're referring to the person as Sun. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a Capri Sun? This is a corner shop, not a second-hand car dealership from the 1980s. Sun. Yeah. Weird I had that, isn't one it? of those um, small sub-containers of Pringles, and I had a particularly nice one that I think had glitter in. So I think any, any school day where I had Pringles was a nice treat. Uh, I seem to remember the, the Jaffa Cake snack packs as well. Yeah. don't really remember having anything too amazing. Yeah, I think Lunchables was a pretty solid one. Or like ham sandwiches that you'd squash, you'd squash them down so the bread was super flat. I used to like uh, KP chipsticks. No, mini chips they were called. They were like a very thin, uh, hard, crisp snack. I used to make uh, KP mini chips sandwiches. Um, I'd take an unbuttered bread bun and take a bag of mini chips and make the sandwich in in situ at school. Things like... um, Used to often take a yogurt, for example, a Shambosi hippopotamus. Do you remember the Shambosi hippopotamus? No. No, it's great. Really no. Yeah. Shambosi hippopotamus. The manufacturer was Shambosi. The product what it was actually called. The product was hippopotamus. Yeah. Well, the Shambosi Sham- hippopotamus. Can't believe you don't You're know saying it. it so much, it doesn't sound like a <laughs> yeah, word anymore. Literally saying it so many times. Yeah. Did you guys do swaps at school? No. No. no, no, no. Oh no, yeah, swaps. No, I'll swap my uh, dessert for your Capri Sun and stuff. No, no. Take what you want. Yeah. In the first place, you know. 
swaps for swaps for a lunchbox amateur. Yeah. yeah. Munji stuff said, "What was your break time slash tuck shop favourite?" So I'm going to go with the cookies from uh, from Romsey High School. Um, we didn't really. We had a tuck shop at school. I can't remember what. Like giant strawberries. Do you remember them? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think maybe giant strawberries was something that would happen. Like giant versions of jelly, giant cola bottles, giant strawberries, and then it's back to the, it's, nice. back, it's back to the yes bar and can of coke. I don't know if I was getting something from the canteen, it was usually a slice of pizza or a cookie, pretty much typical. Yeah. Things like that didn't exist when I was at school. There was no kind of there was I think there was maybe toast at break time, but there, there wasn't this like at, my, at school where I work now. Like kids can go at break time and get a panini. They can go and get a pizza. They can get you know all sorts of stuff. Um, one I remember was a big, it would be a big sort of tub of just pasta, and then you could get your, whatever sauce you wanted on it. Where it was like a just a tomato sauce for like yeah. the vegetarians, or just a meat sauce, and that probably was yeah, that was probably my favourite thing to get for lunch because it was just pasta, which I just was addicted to. Mm. Couldn't get enough of carbs growing up. And they've also said, do you remember pickled onion discos? Nope. Pickled onion monster munch, I know, but discos. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think discos really came in the flavour that I go for. Uh, two pudding tandy said, "Which one flavour of Panda Pop would you bring back?" Candy floss. Uh, I I only say that because the jelly and ice cream is already available in different. Uh, yeah, I only remember like cherry aid Panda Pop and cola and lemonade really. Yeah, I never had Panda Pops. Never, never. Really wow. Well, I don't know that I never had Panda Pops. I probably have had a Panda Pop, but. I don't, I don't have any, like, fond memory of them, so, they were, they were, Panda Pops were crap, isn't that the point of Panda Pops? They were cheap, Yeah, they horrible. were the cheap, not so good versions of Oh, yeah, but where else can you get cotton candy flavour soda? Well, yeah, nowhere. I preferred, like, bar and stuff, the bar soda, sodas, mm. the cream soda and stuff. Mm. That's more what I associate with drinking from, uh, like... The corner shop and whatnot. Woolworths uh, mini cans, Dr. Looney's. I had a, as you know, I had one of the signature Subway wraps for my lunch on Friday, and I had a can of, of, of soda, a soft drink. Which which soft drink? This wasn't from Subway. I bought this from the bargain booze near my house. Which can of soft drink did I have? Did I choose to have with my Subway signature wrap? Tizer. Incorrect. Banter. Incorrect. It was K, A, fruit, fruit punch. punch. Absolute convert. Oh wow! You're but, fully on board now. Yeah, big time. Uh, yeah. Have you had the so cream soda? Good. Pardon? So good. Have you had the K A cream soda? I don't. I don't believe I have. It's not good. Oh. Don't, don't it's not good. It's yeah. Go elsewhere for your cream soda. I'll swerve that then. But yeah, fully on board with K A fruit punch now. Like, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the best soda in the UK. It's very good. Correct. Uh, they've also said favourite 90s flavour of skips. Donut, pizza, rib, pickled onion or sweet corn relish. I think I just like the original, to be fair. Don't like skips, so... I can't believe there was donut flavour skips. Donut. I don't. I never like... I don't like prawn cocktail flavour things, so have never eaten... Uh, I don't believe thing, I've ever eaten skips, so I would Whoa. never have tried any of this, like random flavours of them. Mental. That is, yeah. If you get a chance to look at it, Found the it, packaging yeah. is ridiculously nineties. It was reboot, the animated series reboot themed. All right. Wow, amazing. That's something I remember a lot. That doesn't seem so big now. Is sort of cartoon tie-ins with snacks and stuff. Yeah. 
it's not such a thing now i don't think maybe it's because i'm not exposed to as much children's television but it doesn't yeah it's not something i notice as much but as a kid every product had like a cartoon character to go with it either from an existing program or they dreamt one up yeah yeah i'm not familiar with with reboot you don't know what that is no but i'm looking at the skips packet now and that artwork reminds me of Mike Allred. Do you know Mike Allred, the yeah. comic artist? Silver Surfer artist. Yeah, I wonder if he did that artwork. Yeah, possible. Yeah, feasible, I suppose. That's just uh, for the folks at home that search Mike Allred and let's see if a picture of Silver Surfer comes up. Well, guys. I mean, this is top, 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 it top, actually... top, 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 top uh, podcasting, this, isn't it? Whilst we. It didn't come up straight away, but it did No, come. yeah. Obviously, um, I know Mike Allred from Ecstatics. Ecstatics, yeah. Yes, correct. correct. Um, and he, uh, sorry, she, I, I, I assume Tandy is a she. She's also said, did you hear the playground rumour that Sonny D had pig semen in? Uh, yes, it was the only reason I drank it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard that. There's I've also heard that rumour. I've heard others. There was ones that they stopped doing Blue Skittle, no, Blue Smarties, because they had drugs in. This is the this is like the playground rumor, and yes. nobody ever knew what drugs. They were just drugs. Drugs was just a thing. <laughs> they came little bottles that just said drugs on the Sword side. True, was, isn't it? Yeah. it was it was because of the illegal coloring. And it was also uh, like people said, don't take sweets or strangers. And I'm, I'm not saying this isn't a bad idea. Don't ever take sweets or strangers. But as you get older, you realise that junkies aren't just going around giving out sweets to children. It's not a thing that I've ever experienced. <laughs> but yeah, don't <laughs> don't take that as advice. Like. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I condone taking sweets from strangers. We had a very nice old lady that lived near us that used to give us jelly babies, and our mum would always tell us off for taking them off her. But Brilliant. if this 90 year old woman was handing out drugs, she had some ulterior motives, clearly. <laughs> the other rumour I remember was uh, so stuff like Monster and stuff has Taurine in it. Yeah. Which yeah. sounds like Taurus, which is to do with like bulls and stuff. So people made the connection that, oh, it must have. Bull semen in it. Uh, the connection is that taurine is from bull semen. It actually is, Sam, yeah. Wait, what? Am I, are you serious? Yeah, is yeah. Is something that yeah, no, wasn't t- just a rumour? No, yeah, it, that, it's not exactly true. Like, bull semen isn't in it, but taurine is in bull semen. Uh, oh, so they have a common ingredient. Yeah. It's, not, yeah, yeah. it's not derived from bull semen. They just no. have a common ingredient. Correct. Fair enough. Yes, that is actually almost born it's entirely like a, in truth. War's got people in it. They both water in. <laughs> uh, AJ Rogers ninety two has said, "Do you remember the strawberry and cream Campino sweets? Oh yes, they just continued crime yes. that they stopped making them here. That was an absolutely colossal release. I remember they actually branded them as like good for you, that they were good for your teeth. I remember yeah. that being a thing. Well, they're sugar free, sugar free or something. Yeah, they were sugar free, so they branded them as good for your teeth. And then they used to hand them out to dentists. So when you'd leave the dentist, they'd be in the dentist waiting wow. room. I remember this really specifically. And they were, yeah, they were branded as like sugar free, so not good for your teeth, so good for your teeth. And then I think when people started to realise that sweeteners still have an effect on your teeth, they sort of probably dipped in sales because I think that was their main sort of marketing as a sort of healthy sweet product. But you can still get sort of knockoff versions in Audi and stuff. Yeah. That are probably just as good as I remember. The strawberry and cream ones from Audi, really good. Mm. And, and, sh- ca- and sugar-free. Campino actually came back a couple of years ago, I think. Did it? I think it did, yeah. Don't First page. Did. Did. The Sun. Campino sweets are back. 
that's better. Like no, the, you can buy them from Amazon. That's that'll be what it is. Nate Peterson, I don't know who that is. No, I've never heard of him. Um, said, "What's your childhood favourite?" I think we we'll just skip over that one. <laughs> sarcastic. Uh, Luke C ninety nine Mars Delight. We've spoken about that. White Maltesers. Yeah, they were yeah. good. Sam, you love well, white Maltesers, didn't oh. you? For the very brief time that I remember them, and it's just the tragic tragedy that my two favourite things, Maltesers and white chocolate, have gone potentially forever. Yeah. Here's one of the actual best products that. Actually, out of all the things that are discontinued, this is in my top, maybe one, top, oh. top three. Milky Bar Chew. <sighs> what? Don't remember it, it. So, imagine a Cadbury fudge, but the fudge is white chocolate and the outside is white chocolate. All right, now I'm upset. Is, it, they were but better <laughs> than that. They were just absolutely amazing. White chocolate flavor fudge what? in white chocolate. It was, oh, honestly, that is very, very bad that they're not around. Crazy. Uh, Cadbury tasters. Now, I, I think you can still get them in somewhere because I see them. I do see. It. They were like little balls, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, they? When I read that, I thought it was like the Misfits, but. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those would be different, wouldn't they? Yeah. Hmm. Um, typical childhood dark day in the diet. Not one hundred percent. Toast for breakfast. Whatever they were serving up at school for lunch, and then, yeah, like a. Something with either pasta or mash for dinner was pretty much six days a week. Yeah. Cereal for breakfast. Super moose for breakfast afters. <laughs> Childhood cereals. Best cereal, oh, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Cornflake light reflectors. I used Kellogg's to... did corn pops. They were good for a little oh, while. Oh, I remember yeah. them, yeah. Yeah. I used to like ricicles. Good. Ricicles with loads of extra sugar on them. Anything... Weetabix with about three uh, three millimeters of sugar on top of them. Um, anything with a lot of sugar on it for me. Yeah, a lot of Weetabix. I remember Weetabix were like fruit and stuff was something my mum tried to push us into, but it ended up being just going for the cocoa pops or frosties. I was never a cocoa pops fan. Rather uh, frosties, yeah. Uh, crunching up cornflakes, they were great. Yeah. Yeah. See, crunching up. Is one of the ones I used to hate, yeah. and that's something that I love now. It's probably my most common breakfast yeah. cereal. Crazy. Any more social media questions, Michael yeah. Jameson? Got a few more. The, the two more. Uh, this one's a sad state of affairs that we're discussing this on a childhood favourites episode. Joe Camp says Galaxy truffles in celebrations. Oh, has it really been so long that we've been missing them? That uh... seven years, 2011, they took out the Galaxy truffle. Is it that long ago? Sad, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Nice. I, mean, it's not... I don't feel like it's affected me as I didn't know. It's not a childhood favourite, but it was the second best celebration. Um, after... after the Maltesers teaser. No, after the Maltesers teaser. Yeah, teaser's good. Teaser's good. The best, so... Um, yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. I'd, it's it, that's a rid- it's ridiculous as well. It's. I mean, it must have just been too expensive to produce. Yeah. Quite possibly. Uh, because it was, you know, everyone liked it. It was, yeah. it was great. You certainly um, wouldn't have the situation that you have these days where you've got an entire uh, tub full of bounty. No, no, you wouldn't. Correct. And our last question this week is, or this fortnight is, musings of Mills says best childhood food advert. So we've done that, or a few memorable ones at least. We've done it, covered it. So thank you guys for all the comments. Uh, leave your comments in our next little uh, thumbnail that we'll post in a couple wow. of weeks. Well, it's worth mentioning that uh, the next episode of Frook Unwrapped will be 
rather special because I will not be I will not be involved at all for the first time. I'm losing my hundred percent attendance award. Um, it should be the best episode, I guess. I imagine it'll be amazing. I cannot wait to listen to it. Um, <laughs> it should be it should be incredible. I cannot wait. Yes. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll boycott it for your for your sake. Thank you, Sam. I already, I already tune in for you. Yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. It's probably worth mentioning that um, rumours of our demise have obviously been we're obviously wrong. You know, we're not calling Should it I? a day. Yes, yeah. Despite despite a, a large number of people <laughs> protest protesting us releasing a podcast. You know. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. I was scared for a little while. I mean, I read the comment about four hours before I was supposed to leave to come here. <laughs> I thought that was it. I thought I was just going to turn up and be let down. But no. <laughs> I've made a podcast. I'm proud. I'll tell my mum. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's been fantastic having you on, Sam. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. I hope you've... Have you had any news on your on your cinema? Is the cinema open? No, no, no. Uh, not no. open. Totally... So, so you're so we moved the podcast recording to yeah. half five so that yeah. you could go to the cinema and yes. now you're not going to the cinema yeah because the shithole of Ellsbury strikes again uh no matter what happens something always goes wrong in Ellsbury and it grinds the whole fucking uh, town to a halt and I hate it crazy which cinema is it Odeon yeah joke and they have, message from... yeah by the way they have not sent us a message to say it's not happening they, they haven't told you you only know yeah. because Rich... so if... people will well, turn up and find out is what's going to happen yeah because I, I i to be fair I, this is a very big situation because apparently the whole road is flooded and uh, like for example claire's work had to be evacuated all this uh, because they couldn't flush toilets and all this kind of thing it's health and safety thing um so I knew, I've known from, I've found out from like three sources, but if I had just come straight home, buggered around playing games and whatnot, I would have just headed straight out and I wouldn't know. And for Odin to not send an email is absolutely terrible cool. customer service. Yeah, joke. That's why I only endorse uh, the light cinemas chain. Are you familiar with the light? No, I'm not. Oh, sociable is, cinema. Is that the one you're uh, running out of your lounge? Yeah, yeah, it's where people just come and sit on my sofa next to me and I give them a cuddle and we watch a film. Uh, no, the light, it's amazing. That's um, dreamy. There are, there are more than just... There's one near us, a place called Red Rock in Stockport, but um, there it's they call it sociable cinema. You can take your own stuff in. Um, you can take your own foods and drinks. The seats are all huge and they all recline. And they come with little tables and stuff. Oh, You've got wow. loads of leg room. It's a little bit cheaper than a normal cinema too. And there's no downside to it whatsoever. Other than they might not be as widespread as, as you might like. There's definitely one. We were in Leeds last weekend. Um, and there was one there. Um, so they are, they are up and down the country. There's one in... Bradford, there's one in Cambridge, and that might be it. <laughs> up and down the country, yeah, I one like up, how one you down. Cast those as <laughs> barely spread. Fetford, oh, brilliant. That's in Ipswich. No, there are there are light cinemas um, around, um, but yeah. Oh, here we go. Bolton, Cambridge, Sheffield, Thetford, Wisbeach, 
Bradford, New Brighton, Stockport and Walsall. So they're not they're not totally all around the country yet. I'm sure there was one yeah. in Leeds. I'm absolutely certain there was one in Leeds when I went there. It's not. Do you, consider, do you consider Leeds south? Like, fairly south part of the country? No. I thought that's what you were... No, uh, it's, it's more northern than me. Cambridge is south, though, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, fairly. Yeah, I don't know where yeah. Whiz, Whiz Beach is. But, yeah, there's one there as well. Never heard of that one. No. Sounds made up. Anyway, anyone who's listening, go go to light. It's a well better cinema than, than Odeon or Cineworld or anything else. It's brilliant. Love it. Absolutely recommend it. Fantastic cinema experience. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, guys. Thanks to Sam for coming on. Um, nice, it's been fun. Thank you, man. Be back in two weeks without me, but with a whole plethora of guests and the return of Nathan Peterson. So uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you in a month, but you will have the Frook and Rat podcast in two weeks. Hopefully, Bye. anyway, because it'll be down to Nate and I to sort of edit it. So. I mean, that's going to be hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna air, is it? <laughs> Better do. Better do because I'm going to listen to it on my way back from holiday. Correct. Have a bloody good holiday. Cheers, mum. Thank Enjoy. you. Enjoy. Thank you, Sam. Bye. 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 <laughs>